What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Hi there, it's Paul, and you're listening to What the Footy, the podcast that takes football fans behind the scenes. Here is what I have lined up for you today. Well, it's a sport. We're treating players as if they're commodities. They're actual human beings. Yeah. It's just that they're very talented, but at the same time, they have lives. They have families. They have um, commitments that they have to go to. It's not. I understand we're the public and we want a product, but at the end of the day, we have to respect players. Wow, what a special episode coming to you now. But first of all, big up and big love to everyone who's tuned into the recent pods with Christian and Tony. But this week, I'm back with something special. I sat down with my good friend, Royce Balligan, brother to Falaren Balligan, the wonder kid that's playing for the Arsenal. And we spoke about a plethora of different issues. We spoke about his brother making his full Premier League debut and the levels and the differences between playing under 23s football versus Premier League football. We spoke about stuff like player care and player welfare and the roles that family members play within football. And we're seeing that trend happen with family members acting as agents as we can see with players like whether that's Lionel Messi, whether that's Harry Kane. Royce also dropped some gems in the podcast for anyone looking for advice about what it takes to work with players. We spoke about the marketability of his brother and the shift we're seeing now in football with people and fans gravitating to authentic characters. We also spoke about the team behind the athlete and exciting players that Royce has seen along the way. He's watched a lot of youth football over the years. But guys, honestly, I hope you love this episode. Not like it, I hope you love it. So you know what to do. Download, subscribe, rate and review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's go. Knew some other guys liked me, but I didn't know it was to that extent. Imagine being a kid in primary school. Now it's a putting off. Powerful people, and I think they need to recognise that. But then also, they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. So when in the league, let's just win this to appease the fans. Yes, Royce, man. Back on the pod, man. One of the most capped guests on the What The Footy <laughs> podcast, man. I need my caps, man. I need my caps still. I need my yes. caps. Send them over. I need a signed shirt as well. Signed Sign shirt. shirt. Hey, bro, I'm waiting for my signed shirt, man. What's <laughs> nah, the about, get you. What's the good about signed shirts? And I'm waiting for mine. But, bro, as you know, let's start off the podcast with this question. What is football to you? A business or a sport? And why? <sighs> That's a... T- <laughs> why did you throw me in the deep end? I'll say sport sport first sport first because that's what really captures everything it's the whole unpredictable i was even talking to um, my girlfriend about like the actual idea of sport and how it's just a drama that can never be written some of the stories you hear in football in sport in general that's what it's just everything is everything it's the live unpredictability of it yes there's football there's money to be made on it but it's a sport it's two teams two individuals two um managers going at it yeah. for the ultimate prize and yeah money's part is reward but i think a lot of players would do it if there was no money to begin with anyway so 100 percent. i would definitely wear wear the arsenal shirt and i'm sure you'd yeah. wear the chelsea yeah, kit without, without no without no payment but i think the best place to start off is obviously what what a year it's been for your bro as well man i think the last time we we spoke i think we're talking about his, his mental stats mm. in the in the under twenty threes and that like what was the feeling like for you seeing him make his Premier League full debut? At it Brentford? was where were you as well, bro? 
Well, he messaged us during the day, so then, yeah. like, I didn't think it sunk in until I saw, you know, when you see the sport, like, Sky Sports, and you saw yeah. it, I was like, wow, like, this is a mazzalina. I couldn't believe it, honestly. I really couldn't believe it. But it was, I think it was, it's worth, it's, I think it was his time. Deserved, I think it was, yeah. really, it was really deserved. At the end of the day, it wasn't by luck, it wasn't by chance. Yeah. Like, okay, you could say that there was injury, but you fully deserved that chance, and I think, he had it. I think it was it was a good game for him for me because yeah. it was a baptism of fire. I think it was something yeah. he needed. He needed to see that this is the level. This is the top of the top. It's the pinnacle. This is the prem. There's nothing better. Yeah. And I think him going through that, like it really showed that you've just started. It's just the beginning. It's always a new next step. It's never you've made like there's always that thing about people say you've made it. You've never made it. You've never to yeah. me. You've never made it until. Until you've retired, until you've finished, you can sign, you can sign off and say, "This is my career, this is my stats, this is my numbers." That's when you can now say you've made it, you've done your career. But until then, every day is a new day, it's a new challenge. I always tell him. But it was great to see, very good to see. I think the team. I don't want to talk about football because we're not talking about the actual football. Yeah. I'm a Chelsea fan. Yeah, I think yeah. the tactics and the system. Yeah, I'm not going to say much, but. To see him actually on the pitch, I really, really, I was really proud of him. I was no, that's proud that's of him. that's a big thing because even all the way back in in episode one when I had Manny and Alex come and they spoke about playing men's football and how mm. the, the the level of under twenty threes versus actual mm. men's football when you're playing against because like effectively like when I looked at the game, the brother was up against three massive six yeah, foot. However, yeah. and it was it was a baptism. He really learnt that it's not under twenty threes. This is these are people. That are really going for it. They want your head, like let's yeah. be honest. They, yeah. they really, even the way they were just dragging it about. You could tell after the game what was really encouraging to see. He was angry. You could tell he yeah. was really like, and it wasn't a thing of like, he was like oh, panicking. It was more like I need to step up next day. Yeah. He's just like he was angry, but it's like we go again. We go into the training ground and we keep on going. That's what I really. And really I think I think I think that's the thing. Like even even us 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 unions were big on. Obviously, Halen, seen all the yeah, academy yeah. boys come through. But one thing I wanted to ask you as well is that, and, and I think I've always said this before in, in terms of like what it's like for young players playing for clubs like Arsenal, the Man United, the Liverpools, because it's it's, it's a difficult situation. Like, and, and I've always mentioned yeah. it, whether it was Alex Iwobi or Joe Willock, and that these are good, talented young players. But the, the difference of playing for a club like Arsenal when you're coming on with 20 minutes to mm. go and you're being asked and yeah. to go and win a game for 110 mm. million pounds mm. and especially the world. I'm not going to... Pressure, man. Like, especially with... I don't want to say, but especially with the way Arsenal is in it's terms right, that yeah. you're relying on your youth players. It is a very tough environment for a lot of them. A lot of the boys there, you can tell that yeah. they are really carrying weight on their shoulders. And all of them have carried them themselves with pride. Like I see sure. Emil, I see Bukayo, especially Bukayo, especially with what he's gone through. Really, really proud to see. Cause I've seen these guys from under 17s, under 18s, playing football and like, I always say, Bukayo, apart from maybe, I don't want to be biased, my brother, but Bukayo is one of the best young boys I've ever seen. That what he was doing and see him just skyrocket and keep on going, not, not um give up or not let's say get jaded by all the success he's had it's yeah. really encouraging to see and it's, it's a good platform for other young ballers or people around him like Falarian, like other people around uh, other young ballers around him to see that you can keep going There's, there is a chance you just have to play well take your chances and when you get your chance in the first team really go for it because you know, you could get into the first team. Just touch on a little bit of the stuff that you mentioned there and what Bukai has been through as well. I'd I love to know your thoughts on in terms of like player care and sort of support yeah. for players as well. Because it was funny, you know, yeah. I'll even tell you funny because I was there at um, 
wasn't at the stadium, but like me and my brother, my brother had like a watch party for the Euros at okay, a restaurant. Yeah. So then, like the whole um, the agency for like because Falaran and Bukayo signed together, so the agency was there. Couple ballers were there. Don't yeah. mention names, but like it was very funny because when Sancho and um, Saka came up, you could proper see it wasn't just a like a fan like oh yeah my, these are people they know mm. so it's like when you saw them come up like everyone's clapping like okay, go on go on go on then when you missed it was like oh no like it yeah. was <laughs> i remember because everyone was so joyous as soon as both of them missed party done like everyone's yes. like we're going home we're going home and it really meant something to them so to see them actually come out and to see the message of support they i'm sure it was public yeah. but there was also private ones that were sent as well to see the camaraderie around him was really, really encouraging to see because it's a lonely place when you're playing football. It's yeah. a very lonely place. And to see, like, as soon as his parents came on, you saw him run onto the pitch and that. You need that. That's what you need as a, as a, as a young person because those are very life-defining moments. You yeah. don't want to either... It's either in them moments, either you sink or you swim. And I'm sure Bukai will swim because I've seen... He's, he's, I've seeing him just yeah. as a person will make him stronger yeah he's do you, but, but do, you, do you feel as though that that support and that player care stuff is are you seeing that shining through more because speaking people like i think Chris yeah, i think so yeah pros, i think yeah. so i think so because it's it's i think it's very um good to see well we look at other yeah. sports like in terms of tennis with like naomi osaka talking oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. her actual mental health and how it's not just because i remember it always be like physical injuries will take off the pitch but your mental can really affect you. You saw Jesse Lingard. I said a lot yeah. of what he was going through, it wasn't necessarily physical. It was more mental. He had a lot of things to deal with during that period where he was on the decline. And now that he yeah. saw that his issue, you can see it's a real lease of life. You saw him playing for England the other day. A lot. There was a time where, if you mentioned his name, yeah. even last year, start of last year, if you mentioned Jesse Lingard trying to break into your team, you'd have laughed at it. Yeah. But again, it shows that football is just as mental as it is physical so we have to also really take care of people players physical um i mean players mental mental health as well so with that comes support there has to be support from family from friends from even the staff and the managers in between there yeah. has to be support just on, on what you mentioned there in terms of the physical and the mental as well i think i saw the other day that um that fifa trying the whole idea of doing the world cup every Tuesday. and it almost feels as though well, we're in this place whereby the broadcasters, the federations, like more games, mm -hmm. more games, and it's like, when are these boys actually going to Yeah, but that's the like, thing, I think, that's why, I, again, when we talk about, the first question you ask, is football a sport? It's a sport. Yeah. It's not, a com it's like, we're treating players as if they're commodities, they're actual human beings. Yeah. It's just that they're very talented, but at the same time, they have lives, they have families, they have um, commitments that they have to go to. It's not, I understand we're the public and we want a product, but at the end of the day, we have to respect players. Like, I saw... Um, what's it called that Van Dyke interview and how he pushed oh, him yeah, off yeah. I thought like he's doing a job it's like the way we treat players and we think as if like we have every right to them it's, it's not the case yeah. it's really not do, the case do you know what it's just even on that I was listening to, to Roy Key on the overlap and if you haven't seen it with mm -hmm. uh, Gary Neville I highly recommend it and, and there was one point you mentioned there with people coming up for photographs and stuff like that and he was like you just want a photo with me so you can just post it yeah. online and just get as he calls it hits mm. like and it's when you really break it down like that is just people just want a little piece of you and a little yeah. piece of you and, and but it's tough it being in that kind of line like and especially with that kind of fame like how i realized it and how yeah. like because i'm just a normal way yeah, compared yeah. to my brother like and like when my brother was like 
after the game, I couldn't go out. You know, I actually couldn't step yeah. out of my house. I was like, why is that? Because we lost. If I'd step out, people are going to come to me and start asking me questions. And I was like, that's mad. It's yeah, crazy. it's actually it's weird. weird. Yeah. But when I, like, when I think about it, it's, like, it's true. Because like, people are really invested in this. But this is someone's life. Like, you know. Yeah. I know it's a, it's a, it's like, he's a footballer. It's a job. And he's trying his best. But yeah. what can you do? Like, you can't. And especially when sometimes, I don't want to go in it, but like, it's not necessarily you as a player that's really struggling. It's more the system around system, you. Yeah, because yeah. you looked at, like, luckily when I looked at like the three, because um, I, I like to analyse the actual games of Arsenal. Yeah, Even yeah. I'm a Chelsea fan, I like to, like, when you look at, like, that striker problem in terms of chances to create, it's not just for Larry. It's, it's like when the Martinelli was yeah, playing, yeah. when the Bermain was playing there, there wasn't, the system doesn't work. So how can you blame? You can't blame one player for that. It's more... It's more an actual systematic thing, and that's something that... I think that's a big thing, and I feel like I, I was speaking with um, someone in the game the other day, and fans are becoming more savvy, because all the mm. data, all the stats are there, all, like, you can analyse yeah. stuff all online. It's a thing whereby, like, even what it's just saying there, like, I'm a goon myself, I can understand where the problems are mm. within, within the squad, and, and I look at someone like Chelsea, Chelsea won the Champions League playing a, a, a three or five at the back, whatever you want to call it, you can play a three or five at the back and still dominate position. Yeah, still, still create overloads, mm. overlaps, underlaps. Like you've like we were both there at the Arsenal Chelsea, Chelsea game, game and yeah, you yeah. saw the difference. Exactly. Systems, you saw yeah. the system. Like yeah. we didn't have enough to talk about. Like you could just see that overlap of James. James was just always there. There's amount of positions mm. that he's picking up. And it's that's yeah. what I, that's what my like because whenever I talk to Flan, it's more like I tell him that keep going but it's more yeah. the system just doesn't really work at the moment yeah soon it will work like yeah. there will be a movement but you just have to be ready when it does if that yeah. makes sense but at the same time there's nothing really you can really do like that but at the end of the day you have to just support keep on talking keep on telling him keep maintaining keep going that's all you can really do we're seeing this big trend in the game we're just we're speaking about it just beforehand of sort of family members working with working with players over that's Harry came with his brother Charlie. Mm. Um, we're seeing this big trend now in terms of, of that going on. Maybe the commercial aspects of, of, of player deals and endorsements being outsourced to like a rock nation. Mm. Where, where do you sort of sit on the whole idea of, of family members getting involved? And I think, I think as like I always say, I think it is a very positive thing to get your family members involved because you want to keep the money or the, the very yeah. generate in-house as much as possible. But I think... Especially with all them players you've mentioned, it is difficult to like. It's very difficult to do that if you're a player that likes to go all over. If that makes sense, you're always going to different clubs because you want to maintain, as a person that's outside the game, to enter the field and to generate um, contacts and to generate kind of uh, relationships. It's difficult because they're like, "Who are you?" Like, but if it's more a thing of you're staying at one club, like a Harry Kane, like a Sterling, or like a De Bruyne, as we said yeah. before. When I say that one club, you've maintained a relationship, you've actually established yourself and you know, maintain that you're going to stay there for a lengthy period of your career. I think it is much easier to do that. Even at Rashford, Rashford's been at Man United his whole life. It's very easy well, to, stay yeah, to, trend, stay, yeah. to stay and just to negotiate because you know there is a relationship, there is a sense of loyalty. As much as I always say there's no loyalty in football, but there is a sense yeah. of it. That's your favourite quote. Yeah, there is a sense of it. Like There is yeah. a sense of that loyalty because there you may disagree, but it's not a case closed relationship ended it's yeah. more a thing of it's closed for now let's revisit it later if that makes sense but when you're a person that is not necessarily in that situation you like there's options there i think it is better yeah. to have an agent who is aware of the different markets different um 
different market in terms of country, in terms of, let's say, you're an English player and wants to move to Italy or to Germany, to have a person that knows them, has context and has established them, I think it's much easier to do that with an actual agent. But if you can, always keep it in-house, obviously. Always keep it in-house. You know, that's, that's a really good point because I know agents ch check out this podcast and listen to it. They want to know how to work with, work with, uh, with players, obviously. Mm. Family members are, are definitely a big, big people to, to kind of be swaying, mm. to, con to kind of convince them as well. But, but I want to ask you there as well as obviously like your bros with, with Elite. We've had Eddie come on the pod as well. Mm. Fantastic episode. If you've not heard that one yet, <laughs> go, it, listen, to go that. listen to that one. I believe that's episode 17. Um, but yeah, like why was it Eddie? Why was it Elite? Like what stood out about them for you? I think the roster was mad. I think that. it was just that they fit. The actual demands we had, they met them, if yeah. that means. In the initial meetings we had, we explained our situation. Because Flyn was, I don't want to go into too many details, but yeah, yeah. Flyn was in a very precarious situation with his deal, more or less. And like, it's basically, you went to them yeah, yeah. and basically said, this is, the, this is the situation. How can you help us rectify it? Or how can you help us better Flyn's situation? Because at that time, I felt Flyn was being very, I want to say, like, just very underrated. I don't think he was being rated as much as I felt he was. Because at the yeah. time, you, we saw the stats. The stats were mad. mad. Yeah, it was yeah. mad. I think it was like 80 goals and assists. Yeah, like it was mad. And I felt... 65 games I felt, At the yeah. time, I felt that we needed that kind of... We needed that kind of... Um, I wouldn't say external push. Or more just that kind of like... Um, I would say that push. Where it's like, we have... This is someone that has signed to like a top agency. This is a team... This is that, and he's at a team where um, now like there's people around that can actually really push for what he wants. And yeah. I felt at the time they met what they needed. I think, yeah, it's been a good relationship. I have no real no qualms with them. I think yeah. the way that, they, especially with the way that they have moved with other players as well, I think it, it shows. For itself. It speaks for yeah, itself. If that makes sense. So yeah, definitely, because he, he, even just looking at, because obviously um, Eddie came on the podcast. I think. The, the, the unique, the sort of the USP that they have there with talented young players, whether that's, a, whether that's an Ariba, whether that's a Todd mm. Cantwell, mm. Jaden Sancho, Kai Saka. I think at the time, like, again, like I said, in terms of just options, I think, I know there was a, like a whole hoo-ha with like um, him going to other clubs and that, but you want to kind of generate that interest. That's what we was looking for. We were yeah. looking for people to come and say, look at this boy. Play, you yeah. can play, yeah, you know, yeah. is it? and like it's a thing of as much as Fernand is very loyal, to, you can see he signed the, the long term contract, and that it's like I'm not afraid to take my talents elsewhere if that if I'm not being rated the way yeah. I want to be rated, if that makes sense. And I felt that they matched that the kind of interest they drummed up, the options that they created for us really helped in terms of gaining Fernand that new long term contract because, especially yeah. for someone to be to be. For someone that hasn't played an actual first team, let's say started like a first team game, to be given that kind of contract and that kind of, um, what's the word? Backing, yeah. Backing. Yeah, yeah. It shows that you're doing your job. You're doing yeah. Because I think, I think that's, that's the thing with football. It's, it's almost a thing whereby, and, and we're almost seeing it now, Royce, because we have a lot of players that sort of get into, it's almost becoming like a bit like the NBA, whereby mm. it's a free transfer kind of market, mm. whereby I don't think clubs are maybe recognising the kind of, talent they have on their hands and they're almost letting players get to two years left, 18 yeah. months left, one year yeah. left and, they, and they're kind of panicking thinking do we stick or twist kind of thing. Mm. And I think that's, that's yeah. a more bored kind of 
I don't. It's more about their recruitment process and actual negotiating their contracts yeah. because I think a lot of people and a lot of footballers. I'm. I'm I'll speak. I'm not going to speak on behalf. Yeah, I think you can speak generally. A lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of people want leverage yeah. as a footballer because again, like I say, no loyalty. As, yeah. If you're not performing at that level or at a level that the club demands, the club's going to get rid they will get rid of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the same time, you want to hold leverage to the club as well because there's one thing my brother always says: as a footballer, you only get one chance. Yeah. You only have one chance. There's thousands of strikers, right backs, midfielders yeah. out there, but there's only one of you. So you want to make sure that you have the most fruitful career, be it in terms of actual accolades and revenue, if that makes sense. You want to make sure you have the most fruitful career, and you want to be valued at the highest, at the highest. Like you want to be set at the highest priority in terms of like I don't know, but like a Maitland Niles, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's all. What you put on that on that um that Insta story about he just wants to play, he wants to be valued and he yeah. wants to play. That's what a lot of footballers want. Yeah. And they, in order to get that, you have to play they, they have to play games with their contracts and their actual um like in terms of salaries and all that kind of because that's the only leverage they can really get, if that makes sense. So am I a fan of it in some in some cases, yes. Yeah. Because again, I understand these are human beings that have families, that have commitments. Sometimes no, because it's like Again, you could use that to your own detriment yeah. as well, like that. But it's just the game. It's a game of football. Yeah, do you know what is, is, when I had Les Reed come on the podcast and we spoke about the Virgil van Dijk deal and he sort of broke it down to me and, and, and the way he summed up was effectively we couldn't show that we could be bullied by Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And in the end, when you, when you kind of look at it and you analyse it, the player got the move that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and the most important thing Les said on, on, that, on that podcast was he ended up going to achieve what he he left to go and achieve, mm. which is the most important thing. Mm. Because if you're leaving to go and win the Champions League, win the Premier League, and you go on to do that, brilliant, kudos mm. to you. The club got got the value for the player that, that was required, it got the deal. Mm. The the owners managed to, to negotiate that deal. So in the end, everybody won. It's that, like a Greenish deal won. as well. Yeah, yeah, the Greenish deal is a perfect example of that because in the clause, he said, I, will go for, I want to go to a Champions League club. The, the, the club was like, we'll let you go if they match 100 mil. And if, and if they're not in the Champions League as well, which is a smart clause. So. Exactly. And they got their deal. As soon as they, they got the 100 mil, they said, you can go. You're getting it. And they've reinvested the, the money as exactly. well. Three it's, top players. Yeah, three well. very good players. Yeah. So I think, again, that's just showing leverage because Grealish yeah. really, at, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's like, he was at a level where it's now time to kick on. Yeah. And you want to, as a, as a player, you want to be in a position where you're in actually in control of your career decisions, if that makes sense. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you're stuck based on a, on a contract. Yeah, you some, shit, yeah. some shit not contract. <laughs> you don't want to be in a position. So you have to leverage yourself in some way. Yeah. And I think he bet on himself saying that 100 mil, I can value that. Because I know what kind of player I am, if that makes sense. And at the end of the day, it worked out good for him. And I'm, no, I'm really gas, hoping to see gas for him, man. Yeah, I really hope to see. Obviously, he doesn't do better than Chelsea in that Man City team. But yeah. I really hope he does well. No, definitely, bro. But yeah, it's now time for my favourite part of the show. What the foot are you lying for? Have you got your three statements, man? One, I've shaken Gareth Bale's hand. I've met Gareth Bale shaking his hand. Two, I once seen Callum Hudson a day not met my brother and three I told Jaden Sancho not to go to Man United <laughs> <laughs> right, those are three pretty good ones but you know what it is I'm an attentive person which that's the thing with me I'm an attentive person and like I said you're one of the, you're basically the most cat person in this podcast and I know 
I know that you've met um, Jonathan um, Barnett. He obviously runs Stella, innit? Yeah. So I'm assuming some way or shape or form, because obviously Gareth Bells, he's like one of his big players. Mm. I'm assuming, okay, there's a little connection there. I wasn't even through that though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, obviously we're going to find out towards the end. So I'm going to say that one's true, the Gareth Bell one. Okay. I'm going to say the nutmeg. I know you've seen Callum Hudson-Odoi play when he was younger because I remember you saying it before on the podcast. So I'm going to go with that one as true. And I'm going to say the last one's a lie, but we'll find out towards the end. Okay. But I thought it would just be great because like, a lot of people who listen to this podcast as well, they're involved in sort of um, marketing, sports marketing, branding. It's the best way to approach working with uh, with a player like your brother and sort of doing a bit of content or kind of linking up and, 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 uh, and kind of doing things. Because like, you must get loads of people kind mm. of kind I of think, follow you and try and do interviews yeah, and sort of different stuff. And I think, well, first, everything has to go through an agent. I always put that agent, there. Yeah, yeah. Agent always has to get through. So I think if you're going to do anything, I think it's always good to develop a good relationship with the agent, if that makes sense. If you can get to the player, the player will always it's be good, but the player will always first say, go to my agent, because the agent is always the guy that signs off things. I think with that, I think also, you have to just be unique. You have to be yeah. very unique, and you have to be very, um, like... The perception matters. Yeah, well. the perception matters of what you're trying to achieve, yeah, you know, yeah. the image, because it's all about image control for a lot of these people. So it's like, you have to make sure that you're perceiving a certain image that aligns to the, to the actual player that you're trying to um, work with, which if, that, if that's one thing I can say. I also say that um, don't just go to a player for likes, if that makes sense. Always try go to someone that you feel this is someone that, like again, represents what you're trying to work with and also try and maintain a relationship because players always dip and fall, dip and fall, if that makes sense. and. What a lot of players rep, um, appreciate is that kind of loyalty and representation because yeah. in this field, again, people just start to just <laughs> yeah, take people that like take and it, give and all that. Yeah. It's always the next start, but people really do appreciate people that actually want to work, want to build a relationship, want to build an actual image with the actual player. If that makes sense, I think. Do you, do, do, do you think a lot about the sort of the marketability of your brother? Because I, I had um of course I had I had Jesse's Jesse's guy on it. Yeah. Shout out Toby Wakefield and um. One thing I was saying to him is that I think if you look at football, like it's not like the NBA or, mm. or the NFL whereby you follow like Steph Curry, you, fo- you follow KD, LeBron. Like you only really care about your club and the clubs mm. that you follow. But I feel but like, I think we are getting to that. Yeah, kind of but point, I feel like we're yeah. getting to the point now where the the Jack Green issues, the mm. Jesse Lingards, the people showing their personality, the authenticity. Mm. We're starting to like. I'm an Arsenal fan. And I, I love Jesse, Jack Grealish. Yeah. I love I know what you like, mean. Christian. I love look these at, Yeah, you look at how Ronaldo moving back to... Yeah. Man's like, liking the post. Yeah, man, you're man, say, man, yeah, yeah you I'm see that. But you're actually seeing yeah. how the growth of a club goes from when one yeah. moves to another. Even a, a good example, Ozil. Like, Ozil people really... Even Messi. Both sets of fans were cheering him on when he came on. He came on so yeah. I think, as it is, we very, very, like, dumb to remiss if you don't think about those kind of things. I think... As a young baller, as Falarin is, I think we are always constantly thinking about his marketability because he's in a very unique position where he can represent three countries at the moment, like Nigeria, oh, yeah, USA, America, yeah, and yeah. England. So you always want to see what kind of markets can you tap yeah. in. And also yeah, mad, just man. just that like where he's come from in terms of him becoming being from here and also making sure that there's actual connections to here and he doesn't forget where he's come from. Because yeah. I think, again, you saw that boy from Brent thing. I think that 
is something that yeah. is marketable, marketable. So I think you're always looking at things like that. I think I think it's still early days because we're still trying to Flyn still trying to establish himself as an actual outright first team player. But at the same time, I think when the opportunities come, they'll come thick and fast. I yeah. think we are actually like I don't want to go to but we are receiving things all the time. But it's more like is what kind of, yeah, what kind of player does Flyn actually want to be, if that makes sense? What kind of image are we actually trying to create, if that yeah. makes sense? So I think once we figure that out, then we can start. Because it's easier to explain, this is where we want Flyn to be, this is what we want Flyn to look like. Can you work with us rather than people coming in and trying just, to just say, like, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. If that makes sense. No, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I just wanted to ask you what, just in terms of like the, the team and stuff, because obviously I know... Um, like LeBron obviously had his three high school mm. friends shout out Rich Paul Maverick Carter <laughs> um, my mind's gone blank uh, for the, uh, for I know the first year for the yeah. other brother my mind's gone blank I'm so sorry forget you bro. yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> no, but honestly like, the, the whole story I think is sick here yeah? and I feel like the approach over in the States is, is a bit different because like, rather than like an agent you have obviously you'll have an agent but you have like a business manager mm. you'll do like your VC deals mm. like different kinds of stuff like in terms of like your bro, like what is obviously like you've got the elite guys, you've got obviously mm. yourself as well. Is there like any any sort of other sort of spinning parts behind it? Man, not really at the moment. It's just keeping I think it tight. Just, yeah, that. I think it's just keeping it as tight as possible. I think when there is a need for it, yeah. I think we would be open to the idea because you'd like having like a creative director in terms nice, of that yeah, would be yeah. a smart idea to have later down the line. But it's like right now, because we're still very in the infancy of Flying's actual playing like men's playing career men's I think it's more yeah. like just focus on the football first because the football, yeah, the yeah. football f- there's another thing my brother tells me it's like your feet will do the talking yeah, your feet true. will always do the talking it's never a thing of you coming like I don't want to be rude but even seeing that Shakiri Richardson come out and speak after it's like your performances speak the most if that makes sense yeah. so it's like actually maintaining and actually this like trying to you know develop and maintain an actual career like establishing yourself this is where I'm going to be this is the kind of player I am then after that then you can start because even in terms of let's say a boot deal I remember when I was younger with the Nike boot deals and that you had the speedsters you had the controlsters and you had the shooters like that and then they was marketing them according to that yeah. you want to be able to know that okay this is how Falan is as an actual player if that makes sense this is style of play so this is how we'll market him but again we keep it tight keep it the circle small when it is time to add on, you add on accordingly. No, that's good, man. That's good. I think it's important. But, bro, just some quick fire questions oh, before God. before <laughs> before we dart, yeah? The best young player you've ever seen coming through. Obviously, you mentioned, like, obviously seeing your brother come through. You've seen lots of Callum Hudson and Doy, mm. Emil Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka. Like, across the country, going to those youth games, you must have seen some special, special players, bro. What? The best player I've seen? Like, best best young players you've seen like, player. watching like, watching well I would say them three Bukayo my brother Hudson Ade Hudson Ade is cold like yeah. I said I don't want to get because I'm going to get into a passionate speech but the free him I really wish he could just go on a loan or get some minutes bro I was I, I was itching for him to, to go on that loan yeah, to Dortmund I think that would have been he's cold yeah. I remember that FA Cup final him and, him and all the youth cup, up, yeah bro. the youth cup final running through man oh my god I say Ray Antulik as well, one boy at West Brom. Okay. I don't know where he is now, but mm. I think he's still out. He was very, very good when I saw him play one time. Very, very good fo- footballer. I say, I've seen Emil actually. Emil as a young baller as well was very, very good. That's the, f- them, them, that, like, how can I put it? I don't want to start, but it's like, they deserve their places because at yeah, youth team yeah. football, oh, they was running through, man. Like, it was scary. 
But I'll say, yeah, I think, who else? i say Brewster as well. Rian Brewster yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. Very Shut good up. as well. Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones. Curtis yeah. Jones. Free oh, Curtis Jones. Oh, my days. And we came to Arsenal one time. I think it's called a hat-trick. Oh, my days. Cold footballer. But other than that, who else? I'm trying to think of names that like I've actually seen. Like, live or... I think those are really the names yeah, I'd mentioned. Those are the mentions, like, the names I'd mentioned. Like in terms of actual ballers, young seen. young player to watch out. Uh, what like actual like in the Premier League in this the season, Prem like, now to watch out for, bruv? Like, who can I say? Who can I really say? Um, I think a lot of the boys that have gone to Southampton, the Chelsea boys, like Livermore. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them boys, very, very good. Players, yeah. that, I don't want to like be biased, but like in terms of actual youth teams, I've seen play. The Chelsea, Chelsea setup that they have there is very, very bro, good. Bro, from those Lewis Baker it's days. Very, like, very good. It's not like yeah. when um I remember when um, was it Ola I know that was saying that um if they were in the championship they could probably win something that there's, was it. Oh, there's no they, denying that. They that, probably that could they probably yeah, could yeah. because even till now, like I see Tino Livermento as well, that's another boy I would say yeah, as well. Yeah, Southampton. Very, yeah. very, very good, very good footballer. Yeah. I've seen him I play the, the thing is I have to watch these boys when they play Arsenal. So if yeah. they play well against Arsenal, that's when I actually keep an eye on it. But it's like oh, I need to read Lanky to be fit again. Yeah, yeah man, as man. well. Him as well. Player, him as well. Yeah. Like seeing a lot of them boys at that level, it's that there's no it's not by fluke that they're in with the yeah. position they are because they are very, very good. England's future, bro. Obviously, like we had the the yeah, disappointment. The, 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 the Euros, but we're not going to go into to the <laughs> final. But in terms of obviously England's future, like I remember having Les Reed on here and he was talking about mm. the last big thing he was working on the FA was Project 2024. And obviously, I know everyone's a bit down, but it's a thing whereby, like, there's it's still. Pro, it's oh, progress. There's, there's yeah, still, done, we've done very. I think it's test. What is also testament to this is more. I don't know if you've seen the under 18s or like the actual teams. If you look at the under 21s, the under 18s, the under 17s, stacked full of talent. There's yeah. still boys coming through. It's and and not... also, as well, there's so many boys as well who, a bit like your brother, they have that sort of dual nationality mm. problem as well, mm. whereby so many of them mm. are sort of sort and of that is, as well. It's, yeah. I'm not saying it's a, it's not wrong for England, it's not a good kind of thing, to, but it is, there's options. Because yeah. again, there's always competition now. It's not just, just because you're in the England squad now, you're an established. There's people behind you that are vying for your places. The yeah. fact that, like, um, even in the striker position, we had very good players that had to be taken out of the team. Like, shows where we're going, and it can only get better. Even teams. the Hungry game the other day, like, we beat in a team that I believe France and Portugal felt, no, mm. France and Germany felt to beat, mm. and we just went there and just like, the in the hostile environment as well. As well yeah. Like, it shows that there is, and you can also see. What's also good, again, in terms of player support, a lot of the boys that go say that there is a big sense of brotherhood there. There is a big sense of support. You can see how, as soon as they lost, how people... If everyone would just drop, we could see the actual coming together. You yeah. see, it can only... And that kind of thing can only make them, them, them the players stronger. That can only make them stronger. But I think, again, I'm very... It's very exciting to see how we're, we're going to move because we were talking about our golden generation with the Rooney's, the Lampard's. This, this is the... I can only I can only see us getting better and better. Bro, imagine the likes of Sanch, Phil Foden, mm. all them. And especially like when they become years, very very established in their teams, very very. Established. And then, and what also I like about um, how young players could, are moving now, it's like a lot of young players are really 
again, they're, they're leveraging their career. They're very, they're taking their, their careers in the palm of their hand. Like, you see the, the exodus of all them Chelsea boys. Like, they understand that this is not a place where the team is, the Chelsea team is stacked, stacked. at the moment. Sound the guess is coming yeah, in. Exactly. Like, that midfield stacked. is stacked. Yeah. Like, that. let's be honest. But it's a thing of, like, if I'm not going to make it here, let me move. There's going to be thousands, there's going to be clubs out there that are out there for me. Yeah, right. and there's, Teams that actually value, like I think Mark Gray he went for like 18, 18 mil. Yeah, he's yeah. never played a game. He's yeah. never played to show to see a team that values you that highly. Only shows that it's, it gives you a it gives you that confidence boost to actually kick on and to push on and to establish yourself, yeah. which I think is a very very good thing. And do you know what is the the thing that excites me as well is that good ballers who are yet to even get their mm. scene. Like, like I look at some like Esri concert, Aston mm. Villa, some talented players who are yet to get their. The, the first like Ben Godfrey as well who I, who I rate quite highly as well so now the future's looking good but Royce like what's what's the future looking for you man in terms of trying to obviously we, we spoke about family members sort of mm. getting into the game do you see yourself sort of I a, think, age at Royce I could I've, like again I always observe I've observed like the actual the best yeah the game and actually seeing what it takes as a manager because it is a lot like as much as people like to down mouth my agents and that there is a lot of work that goes into being mm. an agent and I think I would love to see I'd love to get myself involved I think um, for me personally I'd really want to because it's one thing identifying a player and actually saying okay I'm going to stick with you it's another thing actually taking that player's career and actually making major it's decisions. in the palm of yeah, your hands yeah. and I want, for me it's more observing the actual negotiation process that's the kind of thing that I've actually taken upon myself to actually see and observe because those are the places, those are really the kind of... The rooms you want to Yeah, that like okay. you never see. No one ever really sees, if that makes sense. And it's interesting to see how, like, actually works in the system of, like... Because you only just see the people signing, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But to actually see the whole hoopla and the run around and actually seeing how do people, like, leverage themselves. How do people say, this is how... Um, this is how I show my influence in the team, but this is how I show my actual worth. That's the kind of rooms I want to be in. So... I think once I actually get that a bit down pattern, I see my brother like because I haven't been I've been observing I've been I've been watching once I actually see it and I've developed myself in that way. You might see me on a little under t- under sixteens pitch looking at the talent, yeah, talking to the parents and that like, you might see me, you might see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say no more, bro. Say no more. But um, your answers to what the fuck are you lying for? Oh, nice. Oh, shaking Gareth Bale's hand. Um, it was hot in the day. That was a lie. That was oh, like, so it's hard to the third time. Okay. Well, well, for them, I don't know why Sancho went. I knew he was going to go. But no, like, no, but you actually told Jay. Yeah, I actually told him. I said, don't, like, don't go. Don't go. You fully told him, don't go yeah, too much. Don't go. I told him, don't. I told him. Because he was a Chelsea fan. Obviously, he was a Chelsea fan at that time, so I'd have loved to see him at Chelsea. Absolutely loved Yeah, to do you know what is the, the thing about Jay? Because obviously, me, me and you spoke with Eddie about it um, well, over a year ago, mm. time flies. It's just the thing where, but it's just so exciting for him at like Dortmund, like the numbers, mm. the, to see the. Like, uh, but then coming to when you're playing, I'm, like Dortmund's obviously a massive club in Germany, like one of the mm. biggest clubs. But when you're playing for the Man United, the art, uh, the level, like the expectations, mm. like because mm. I was yeah. again, I said to Falan, like this is different. the pinnacle. Yeah, this is it. Like yeah. you're never gonna even the fact that um, was it called? Because even when I said Brentford, I said. When you play Chelsea, because I was even happy that he played Chelsea the next game, 
Brentford or respect, they just entered. But Chelsea established, you see Azvillequeta, you see yeah. real... But I was there, like, man, like, yeah. what, like whether it was Martinelli or your bro or, mm. or, or Aubameyang, pure dog work. Yeah, like, say, dog work running, these, running, are, running, these are winners. Chasing the yeah, ball, yeah, chasing that was the, the thing. ball. These are winners. I've seen, I've winners. seen Jorginho just like receiving the ball, turning, turning locking, Yeah, locking, these are driving, real yeah. serial winners. And this is the level. This the is level, it. Yeah. This is where you want to be. And well, again, like I said, what was really refreshing to see, he was encouraged by it. It wasn't a thing yeah. of, like, even if so, um, the insuppers you put, like, don't hide. This is the time. This is the time yeah. to really put in the work. And I think, I, I trust my brother. My brother will, will really put in. If I was to be, like, perfect world, I would wish for Falayan to get put, put into that system, to be put in a system where it's, like, 20 minutes to go, no problem. Go get Team's through on the Yeah, yeah go like, get yourself. Like, you, like, even the way... Watching Foden come oh, coming in Foden like that. As well, yeah, come yeah. in, you can see vibrant. Wants the ball, wants to just go and attack, and it's not like a thing of where he's in fear for of like if I'm gonna make a mistake, oh no, the, like you know the result where the Chelsea one where like I don't know if you saw it, but Mill received the ball and he was just standing there trying to do something, and then like you could just see he was shattered. Like yeah, it was tight. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I remember like he was trying to um you know when you do like the flick, the flick. The yeah, shimmy, yeah, you yeah. can see. I think it was in front of Aspie or something like that. You can see he was shattered, and then Aspie just came to collect the ball off him. And you, as a player, you don't like just as a family member. I don't want to see my brother go through that. I don't want to see yeah, yeah. him mentally drained yeah. after a game. Because like, e- even looking on on Emil's face, like I can see. Yeah, like you don't. I like, can see the. Thing. You don't want to see that. You want to yeah. be in a situation where it's like, get a couple minutes. Like take it in, taking the atmosphere, taking the, the situation, get yeah. acclimatized to it, and then push on from there. Because even with that, the Brentford game, when I really thought about it from a Met perspective, it's like it's Flan's first start in the Prem yeah. one uh, away. You know, Brentford three, yeah, like that And again, I said this is a back back to the yeah, fire, that's yeah. it, yeah. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, oh, I wish it could just be a bit easy for him, like let him yeah. come off half time. Maybe a woman scored two goals too. too. There yeah. are people are a bit more confident. Pepe is there doing tricks. The option is like that. But at the end of the day, these this is what he needs. This is what I feel. This is like at the end of the day, this is what this is football. This is what football is yeah. about. These are again those like characters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying you can't like as much as you love to predict things. That's that. That's it's not Alexander. But yeah, bro, we like to end it with obviously the what the footy question. What the footy needs to change happen within your space what would you like to see happen within the space of just sort of players player welfare sort of um seeing young players go to that next level well i think again i think i think it's just i'd love to see more of what just young people players taking their careers and not just being jaded by the big clubs if that makes sense because you're actually seeing a lot of players they don't push on in in like let's say you're a top six club or like your you know, your mainstay club, like the club you've really developed in and you see things ain't going for you, actually taking your talents and just moving out and trying a new challenge. I think, especially as for a lot of English ballers coming up, the quality is there. We're seeing yeah. a lot of quality now and I feel I don't want a situation. As much as like, I'm not going to say it's waste, but like past generations have really wasted their like their moments sticking and trying to build yeah. something where they know, let's be realistic, it's not going to happen like that. So... I think that's what I want to see. I want to see more young bullies being fearless, taking their talents out there and actually shining. Because I think not only is it refreshing 
for um, I just think it's refreshing for the game itself. I think mean, it's refreshing yeah. in all aspects. I think for let's say you're an English footballer for the England team because there's more competition. I think for actual competition the within the league because teams there's more quality now, and I think just. In everything for the fans as well because I want to see an entertaining game. I want to Royce, man, always a pleasure, always the most capped guest on the What the Footy <laughs> podcast. Royce, man, it's great to have you back back in the lab and also this is recorded in person as well. Yeah. Obviously, we're socially distanced as well. But Royce, man, big love as always, man. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Knew Sam Allardyce liked me, but I didn't know it was to that extent. Imagine being a kid in primary school, now it's a foot in Powerful people, and I think they need to recognise that, but then also they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. Let's just win this to appease the fans.